702. The Political Desk. Well, the political story you absolutely cannot ignore is going to be the revised budget speech by the finance minister uh, a little later on today. Unemployment up by 1% uh, in the first quarter of 2020. That's the period up to March this year. It excludes the bloodbath currently unfolding due to COVID-19. In February, you may remember the forecast uh, for the budget deficit was at 6.8%, the highest in a generation. Again, that was before, uh, shall we say, the turd hit the fan. Uh, so Didon Bowen is going to have to come up with the goods. He's had to go back to the drawing board. Uh, he straighted all his earlier plans. And uh, joining us now uh, is uh, Stavros Nikolaou, somebody who's got uh, many hats as far as this kind of thing is concerned. He's the healthcare stream chairperson uh, at Business for South Africa, but also Aspen Group senior executive uh, knows all about all of this. Uh, good morning to you and welcome back to our program. Thanks very much and good morning to you and all the listeners out there. So Business for South Africa says we're going to be unable to fund the budget from domestic savings for the next three years. What is, as far as you can tell, the horror, the true horror of our public finances? Uh, look, Pongani, I think firstly we had a weak fiscal outlook in, in early March uh, when the finance minister presented his budget. And it's significantly deteriorated since then because of the COVID pandemic. Uh, we're, uh, we're facing an outlook of a 6.8% budget deficit. So if we go back to the mid-2000s, we were running budget surpluses. So to move into a 6% plus deficit is, is certainly not good reading in anybody's books. The fundamental problem here is that we've got an under-collection of revenues, the order of around 300 billion rand, and our, uh, our expenditure keeps growing. It keeps growing to the extent where by 2023, we might reach the 100% debt to GDP ratio, which is alarming. So this, this supplementary budget and beyond requires firm and decisive action um, from government and all social partners for that matter. We, we need yeah. to look at expenditure reallocation, we need to look at fiscal consolidation, and we need to look at significant restraints all around. Well, let's talk about some of the details of that. I mean, I'm no uh, macroeconomic specialist. Uh, I can only talk about my personal budget, and I know from that borrowing to pay debt is lunacy. Uh, do we have... Uh, do we have the guts to take the tough decisions on SOEs, on the public wage bill, uh, on, 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 on the fight against... Uh, it really often feels like there's a fight against the private sector. So, Bongani, we, we've certainly uh, advocated and will continue to advocate for, the, for these tough choices and difficult decisions to be made. And some of these include... Things as basic as tackling crime and corruption, improving the ease of doing business. Uh, you know, we, we can get back into a positive growth trajectory. So as much as we're looking at a contraction of between 8 and 10% this year, we can get back into a positive terrain. But we've got to create an environment, or government needs to create an environment that's conducive to, to, to growth. And that requires tough policy decisions as well. 
Um, it requires things like clarity on the land reform question, um, things like reviewing trade policies. Those are some of the areas that we need to look at. And at the same time, in parallel, we, we need to be smart about how we reduce our expenditure. SAEs are a particular area that we've uh, advocated to government. There's a requirement for, for further SAE reform and for the SAEs that do stay intact because some of them are required and some can contribute to growth. Yeah. They need to be properly resourced. Hey, you talk about corruption and it's a real cancer because even now, even at a time like this, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's been a boon for the looters, right? From uh, Jojo tanks to those silly motorcycles in the Eastern Cape. We're buying these things at inflated prices without tender processes often. Uh, and that's when we're not stealing things like PPEs um, or erroneously paying UIF millions into personal accounts. Uh, surely we've got to see some tough action on that kind of thing. So, uh, look, Bongani, look, I, I think, you know, while we're going through all of this, um, I, I think that President Ramaphosa, certainly from a business perspective, um, I, I think has been composed in many areas. He's carrying out his own reforms very often under difficult circumstances. One of those reforms has been to reform the investigative and prosecutional authorities, which as you know, in the, in the preceding 10 years, um, we're, we're completely hollowed out. I mean, and I say completely, I'm not using the word lightly. So I, I am hopeful that some of the better resourcing the reform in these prosecutional investigative authorities and that our judicial system is able to start kicking into action quite soon so that you do start seeing some of these prosecutions taking place. I think that in itself will send a significantly positive signal to investors out there, both domestic and foreign investors. And we should never lose sight that we still need to continue attracting foreign investment, which has significantly diminished over many years. When you speak to investors, one of the things that they say to you is, we need policy certainty, but we also need to understand if we're going to come and invest in your country, that the, the prosecutional authorities are going to start bringing people to book. Yep, it's a very simple-sounding uh, argument there, simple-sounding point, but uh, is it simple to implement it? Stavros Nikolaou, always a pleasure to chat to you. That's this morning's Political Desk. Feel-